is in Wasabi podcast you're looking for. I can see inside your ass, see inside your hole. Um, hello. Welcome to episode five of Wasabi. Um, I'm gonna. Well, we've got six tunes coming. Um, but I'm gonna address a few things. Some big shit. Uh, so I think last episode of the the sound was a bit shit. It sounded like it was in a bit of a in a bathtub. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. Um, I keep. I realised on the last episode. I think for a few of them, I keep saying sorry. I'm like sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, it sounds fucking pathetic. So sorry for saying sorry. Ha ha ha. Um, I'm gonna make sure I don't do that anymore and stop bloody being a coward uh, and just say things with my chest. Do you know what I mean? And stop apologising for it. If you don't like it. You know where the door is, sunshine. Um, six tunes incoming, coming up soon. Um, oh, something really funny happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> so I work at like a language academy, right, with some little kids. And because of Corona, because of Korea loves a bit of fucking useless technology and shit, they've got like this iPad when you walk into the academy that sort of like checks your temperature. But like the camera on the iPad is like, uh, it like works out when a face is in front of it. So it turns on and does it. And there's this kid with a really like big head. Uh, and he's always got like a fringe right, right up down to his eyes and his mascot right up to his fucking eyelids. Uh, and he never ever gets picked up on the, uh, on the old camera. And it just, it reminded me of, do you know that episode of The Simpsons where Bart sells his soul and like loads of weird shit starts happening, like uh, automatic doors don't open for him and stuff. And uh, there's that bit where he tries to breathe on the uh, on the ice cream freezer and none of his breath goes onto it. And Jimbo goes, way to breathe, no breath. I just, I just really wanted to get tell that kid that as soon as like the uh, the camera camera didn't recognize him i was just going way to breathe no breath <laughs> obviously he has got no fucking clue what i'm on about like a seven-year-old korean kid he's probably never even heard of the simpsons but well jokes on him it's not on me is it uh anyway so on the subject of korea i'm gonna start getting better at me little segues but uh we are gonna start with a korean song this is um jang kyun and the song is bit yoin which I know a little bit of Korean. That means uh, woman in the rain, I think. Either woman in the rain or lovers in the rain. I can't remember. Bitsoge Yoin Jang Kyon. Yeah, 
Kyung-hyun, Bitsoge Yo-in. Love that song. Well good. I always want to um uh I want to do that at karaoke in Korea, but I don't think uh keeping up with the uh, Korean lyrics, I might I might stumble and fall and look a bit of a tit. But I'll let you know if I have the balls to do it. I'll let you know. Uh, that song actually is from a very famous Korean movie called uh, Memories of Murder. So I'm sure if you know anything about any movie, you'll have heard of that movie Parasite, right? It got massive last year, won the Oscars, blah, blah, blah. Was it last year? Yeah. Um, and it's the same director. It was one of his uh, earlier movies, Memories of Murder. And people say it's like, it's the best film, best Korean film of all time and whatnot. Uh, and I watched it. It's pretty good, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't that good, man. Like I was really, I was actually left it quite deflated because I was expecting a fucking amazing film and it wasn't that amazing. Um, the best Korean film I've seen that my mate put me onto was Burning by a director called Lee Chang, Lee Chang, Lee Chang Dong. Uh, the film Burning is unbelievable. It's one of the best. It's probably the best film I've seen in the last ten years. Uh, absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, segueing onto that is it's not a movie review. It's um, there's a line, there's a line in um, Burning, where the, the main character is like quite into his books and that, and uh, the girl that he fancies is like stop kind of got a, started hanging out with this really rich guy that you don't really know what he does he's just really rich and uh, sort of quietly charismatic and uh, he calls him the main guy calls him uh, a Gatsby like great Gatsby he says there's so many there's so many Gatsby's in Korea and me only being here for what just so just over two years that that line really resonated with me because there are like 
there's so many people here that you just like how like young people I mean how how do you just have this lavish life like by the looks of it you don't work and all you ever do is just go out and party and like like I I, I think when I first got here I would just like follow a few cool looking people's Instagram just to see what cool people do here that sounds pathetic doesn't it but that's what that's the things you've got to do um and just there's people out every single fucking night drinking eating living lavishly and i'm like how is that possible like because there's people here that work really really hard there's people that work seven days a week every week which i still can't get my head around but maybe i'm being naive but then there's other people that they're just all they do is like just they're like a socialite but i don't know how and I'm pretty sure the parents aren't like billionaires. I don't know how it's happened. Um, but yeah, you, you honestly, just get on Korean Instagram, man. Check out a few people. They are literally partying, enjoying themselves every single day. And I don't know how they do it. And I don't know how their body can keep up with it. Like, I drink twice in a row and I am fucking dead. I drink Friday night and Saturday night. Sunday, I'm like contemplating going to the top floor of my building and who knows anyway uh let's let's get back into the swing of things with some uh iranian rock and roll this is guy is considered the king of rock in iran this is uh korosh yagmai korosh yagmai uh, and this song is goliak Jabuni Rafa 
صدام رفت دیگه گل یخچو یه دلم جوان میکرده چشمون قشنگه لونه کرده شب موهای سیاه خونه کرده دو دو چشمون سیاه مثل شبهای منه سیاهی های دو چشمه وقتی بزرگ مجه هم پایین میاد بارون میشه سیل غم بادیم و ویرونه کرده وقتی با من میمونی تن پایم و باد میبره I'm not sure if Kanye features on it or he produces it, but Nas had a song uh, where he he sampled that piano bit. Uh, so that piano bit in that song, Goliak, is sampled in a Nas tune. It does sound very hip hoppy actually if you just take it out and add some some beats over it. But yeah, cool tune that. Um, here's something that winds me up, uh, and I probably might gonna be treading on thin ice here but I fucking hate the phrase that people use online Google is your friend um, don't ask me Google is your friend like if you're if you're not aware of it it's basically someone will moan about 
some sort of social injustice, which is fine, of course. You know, if... Fucking hell, that's my alarm. <laughs> you now know that my alarm is a Smith song. How embarrassing. Um, where were we? Google is your friend. Yeah, so someone will moan about something online. Say it'll just be like... But there, there's a lot of like new terminology these days that people don't, that a lot of people that don't, aren't always in involved in this shit won't get, like, have you ever seen, like, dumb sort of, like, right-wing people's, like, cisgender, <laughs> you know, like, a lot of people don't know what that means, you know what I mean, or, but, the, the, I'm rambling, someone, someone will moan about something online, and then someone will comment, like, oh, what does that mean, what, you know, what, what, what does this word mean, or, can you give me some um, more evidence to back up what you're on about? Or, you know, a lot of the time it's seemingly innocent. It seems to be innocent and someone would just go, oh, I'm not here to educate you. Google is your friend. So it's basically saying, let me have my rant, uh, but you can't ask me any questions about it. If you've got any questions, just go on fucking Google because I'm not here to educate you. And I'll, I'll extend an olive branch because I can see where it's come from because there's a lot of people that just want their, you know, they don't want to put any of the work in. They want something, someone to explain everything to them. And I can see why if you're, you know, if you're a black person talking about structural racism and someone's like, what structural racism? I can see why that would be annoying. Uh, so, you know, fair enough in, in some respects, you can use the phrase. But someone could just be like, oh, I, I hate, I hate something really, really uh, arbitrary. And someone goes, oh, how come? And then the person goes, Google is your friend. Don't, I'm not here to educate you, you disgusting cis white male, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, uh, don't, don't tell me to, don't tell me Google is my friend because I'll probably get wound up. It just, it just like, Imagine if you use that. Imagine if someone. Imagine if you use that in your day-to-day -day life. If someone went, "Oh, do you think it will rain tomorrow?" Like in a, just a normal conversation. Say you're in like a, an elevator or a lift. Do you think it will rain tomorrow? And me just going, "Ugh, Google is your friend. Don't ask me. I'm not here to educate you." Or like, "Hmm, what do you think we should do on Saturday?" Ugh, Google is your friend. Find out. Like. It just it Google as your friend is sort of it 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 takes it takes away any sort of let's let's talk about it let's have a discussion it's like no no discussion just Google it and then no one has to ever talk to each other we can just post our thoughts no one can ever comment with a question you can just Google the question what a sad sorry world. Uh, okay, we're going to Turkey now. Fucking hell, we've gone Korea. Then we went Iran. Now we're going to Turkey. Some of you, some of you nationalists won't be happy about this, but I promise you the next three songs after that are all from England, so you can rest easy. So this is um, a Turk. I think this. I think if you're from Turkey, this this chick's massive. But if you're not, you know, probably haven't heard of her. Um, I've just realised that. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's hilarious. Her name is Selda Bagcan, which sounds like bag of cans. You know, like a big bag of cans, which is every bloke's dream, really, isn't it? Selga Bagcan, Insa Insa Berkar Yagar. 
Selga Bagkan, Insa Insa Burkar Yagar. such a cool song i love her i love her like shrieking vocals in that it sounds fucking sick ass selga bagkan insa insa burkaya gar 
I'm doing, considering I like, considering I'm playing, well, it's been five episodes now, and there's, you know, we've been around the world a few times. There's a few tunes all over the world here that make me look like a, uh, you know, a worldly man, a man of culture, but I'm really destroying that um, reputation by my poor pronunciation of all these words, but um, what can you do? <laughs> uh, all right, movie, movie review. Let's do the movie review. Uh, and I've got one that's a bit more interesting this time. I, I sat down and watched a movie I've been wanting to watch for ages. Um, so there's a, a, if you're into movies, there's a guy called John Cassavetes who was making movies in sort of the 60s and 70s and he's sort of, uh, he's up there with like, for independent cinema, you know, uh, he's, he's, one of the, he's one of the big daddies. Um, and one of his films that he made that I really liked, so I watched a few years ago, was The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Uh, but I'd say he's got a, two of his, his two biggest films are a film called Faces that came out in the late 60s and then this film that I watched called Husbands which came out in 1970 so this is Husbands by uh, John Cassavetes um, he, he's, he plays one of the three husbands in it so there's, it's three blokes so all husbands that are the main characters and we follow them around uh, Peter Falk's one of them as well who uh it obviously is Columbo, if you're into Columbo. Uh, and then the other guy who's always in a lot of John Cassavetes' films, Ben Gazzara. So they're the three husbands. Basically, a friend of theirs dies. Uh, so those three just go on a massive bender uh, and sort of debate uh, leaving their wives. And they're just, they're, they're having a midlife crisis, really. But it's, now, I'll get it, I'll, I'll say it straight off, off the bat. I didn't love it. I thought I might have loved it but I res respect it, put it that way. It's very, very unconventional in terms of filmmaking. So all the scenes are agonisingly long where you think, how is this scene still going? And the, the, act, the, the three guys, they clearly have a very, very loose script they're working from and they just they're just riffing off each other on screen, you know, and the camera's still rolling. That's clearly what they've been told to do. It's like watching um, free jazz musicians just like do some free jazz on stage, but in, in the form of acting. Like they're just, you know what I mean? It's, it looks like a, an ad-lib performance by all three of them. Uh, and there's no like blocking in the, uh, with the camera, like people just move around willy-nilly. Um, and one thing is, I noticed at the end, I was like, 95% of the dialogue doesn't do anything to the plot, really. It kind of just lets you know what the sort of characters are like. But in terms of moving the plot forward, and honestly, it's as high as 95%. Like, you could get rid of 95% and change it with something else, and the story, the film would be almost the same. Um... And the other thing, it, the bit that's quite hard to deal with is the three characters are they're quite likable because they have a lot of sort of camaraderie and they're mischievous with each other, but they're also very horrible. They're just not nice guys and you, you're just constantly battling with yourself. Like, are these good people or are these horrible people? Um, 
But yeah, I would check it out. It's a very, it's over two hours long and it it feels like a long movie. Um, I think mainly because some of the scene, there aren't many scenes actually. Not a lot happens in the movie, but some of the scenes are just like, is this still going? It's, It's bizarre. But it's very, very original. And it still is very original. Considering it came out 51 years ago, it's more original than any shit that comes out these days. Um, so yeah, Husbands by John Cassavetes. If you fancy, if you fancy yourself as a bit of a fucking, you know, artsy fartsy, I'm I'm into underground shit. You might like Husbands. Uh, okay, with that, let's move on to the next song. This is um, Bedlam Agogo with Flat Twenty Nine Original Overhaul. Bedlam Agogo Flat Twenty Nine Original Overhaul. Step the boy shouted out from up front like Jason Jett and Ship Ahoy in an Argonauts movie. 
we rest here for a while, he said. The hilltop had become the top of the world as we were looking down on the city lights. Then suddenly my mind started playing tricks on me. Original overhaul. I think with that song, you take a you know remember that band Spaced from the uh, from the nineties. Take a bit of Spaced, take uh, a little bit of the Streets, and add a, maybe a sprinkling of Sleaford mods, and you get that song. You get Bedlam a Go Go. I think they were again from the nineties. Clearly, not really well known anymore but I like that song it's a 
still sounds quite quite original, quite progressive, quite forward thinking that song, even though it's probably over 25 years old. Uh, tune. Uh, okay. Oh, I've got another funny, um, I just remembered. So the other day it's at, at my language academy. I got a, like a really young class of like some rip proper young kids that are just like at the beginning of their English learning. So it's, you know, you don't, it's not, a, it's quite hard. Uh, but I was trying to talk to them, right? And I was asking them what they like. And we were trying to talk about food and I was asking them what they like. Um, and you know, first kid says pizza. Second kid says burger. I like pizzas, I like burgers. And then the next kid kept going, Hananim! 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 <laughs> like, he, Hananim is Korean for God. So it's just some kid, I'm like, what food do you like? I don't like food, I like God. I love God. And like this kid's literally like five years old. It's fucking so funny. Just clearly got very religious parents that are like, who do you love? What do you, what do you say when someone asks you what you like? I say God. <laughs> um, but on the, on the subject of that, uh, there's a, there's a quite a very, you know, there's a group of people that are always, you hear about or like in the news or uh, in a lot of movies as well, you know, the Hollywood, liberal Hollywood, right wing Christians, right wing Christians, you know, like quite conservative values and maybe, you know, a touch homophobic or a, a bit racist, but they're also, you know, uh, God fearing as well. I've never come across that type of person. And I'm going to sound like I'm, um, you know, flying the flag for Christianity here. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, obviously, you know, in, in some forms. Um, but I've never come across like a really, like a right-wing Christian. Every Christian I've met, and I have some in my family, you know, I have what think people I went to school with, people I'm friends with now, they're all like really, really like much nicer than the other people I know. <laughs> you know, like they don't have an evil bone in their body. Uh, that's and it's weird, like because obviously I know they exist, the right wing Christians. You know, there's uh, there's some in the Conservative Party. There's you know, there's you see them on the news. You know, the Westboro Baptist Church for God's sake, they're fucking lunatics, uh, and they're you know like they're like extreme right wing aren't they um, but I think it's a bigger thing in, in America actually it is probably if you went down to the, the deep south the Bible Belt you would probably come across a lot more right wing Christians but I in my lifetime I've never really seen many or come across them uh, and I deal with a lot of Christians in Korea as well like my the, the, the academy I work at is like it's quite Christian overtones or undertones, one of the tones, uh, but they're all really nice as well. Like, there's no, I don't get any sort of, I don't get anything from them that they're like dickheads. Uh, anyway, it that was sort of a very long segue to talk about my next song, which is, <clears throat> I I have a weird thing with this guy. I, I really really like him. 
Um, not you know, not just like his music. I just really, I just think he 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 seems like a super fucking cool guy. Uh, this is novelist, and this song is "Stay with Me." Novelist, stay with me.
sick as, sick as, novelist, stay with me. Like, imagine having the balls to have a song like that, like really slow, groovy, with fucking like saxophone solos in it. When you're basically like, you know, you're a London grime artist where, you know, per constantly putting up a front of being this fucking like tough road man. And some of his songs are, you know, being like a tough road man. Um, and then he fucking comes out with one of them. I think good, good on him. I, I think that's why I like him so much, actually, because he does a lot of unconventional things that you wouldn't expect from uh, like a like a grime artist. Like I saw him not that long ago talking about how he's really into craft work. He's like proper loves listening to craft work, which you would not again, you wouldn't expect from a, a grime rapper. Uh, it's kind of like also um, like whack a flock of flame went vegan, uh, you know, big fucking tough guy, uh, punk rapper, hardcore rapper, and he's like, yeah, I've, I've gone vegan. It just it's just it, it, I like I I really liked him for that, and yeah, it, it, I don't know. Back to novelist, he, he clearly is into like some cool music. Uh, I just I, that's another thing. I like it when like. When rappers like listen to really uh, obscure music that you wouldn't expect them to, like um, novelists with craft work. I remember uh, Tyler the Creator used to go on about he, his favorite band was Liars. I used to really like Liars, so I was like, "Wow, he's so cool. He likes Liars like me." Um, I like, do you know uh, LD from Six Seven? He always got that metal mask on. I, even, I saw him in an interview. Someone was like saying, "Does everyone ever, anyone ever tell you that your mask looks a bit like MF Doom's?" And he was like, "Yeah, I get that a lot, but I'd never even heard of him." I'm like, "Fucking hell, man!" Not to sound like some fucking loser, but this guy's in the guy's in the rap game, and he's a really good rapper. And six seven are really good, and he's never. If how can he be into like rap and he's never even heard of MF Doom? Like, come on. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit sad. Uh, but yeah, big up novelist. That's, uh, again, going back to him being a Christian, that's, he's, uh, well, did I say that? He Yeah, he's like really openly Christian novelist. He's always going on about it. But not in like an annoying way. It's just like this cool way. And again, I don't know. I have this weird thing with certain people where, for me, novelists being like very openly Christian is really cool. But then, like, I saw um, Steve Harvey, the American comedian, I saw Steve Harvey post something on Twitter a while ago. It's like, all my fame, all my success, all my glory is nothing compared to my love for God or, or something, like, r really lame like that. And then I saw Chris Rock had, like, retweeted it. And I was just like, God, you two are hilarious. Like, Steve Harvey is not that big in England, but... He's obviously huge in America, but he's well funny. Like, watch some of his stand-up. It's proper funny. And watch the episode of... if you Everyone's got Netflix, right? Watch the episode with Steve Harvey on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. So I do love both of those people, Chris Rock and Steve Harvey. But when they talk about being Christian, I was just like, oh, lame. But when Novelist does it, I'm like, wow, what a cool dude. I don't get it. I don't know where my, um, I don't know, I can't explain that. I don't know where my bias, my inner bias has come from there. Uh, all right. Last.
last song, I think. Yeah, it is last song. Fuck. Plowed. Plowed ahead. Streets ahead. Uh, so this song is by a guy called M.T. Hadley. M.T. Hadley. And this song is called Private Eye. Private Eye, M.T. Hadley. Here we fucking go. vocals in that just make me want to sing and cry and I don't know his voice is just wicked in that song so big up um fuck we're at the end Jesus um well thanks for listening uh I hope I hope if if, if you've done all five you know what's that 
half a decade. I was going to say half a century, but that's 50, isn't it? We're not at 50 yet, fucking hell. Um, if you've done all five, well done. Um, pat yourself on the back and know that I am internally grateful to your service. Um, but before we go, I'm going to give you my plug of da week. Plug of da week. This is a friend of mine who is a very, very accomplished and amazing artist. And as always, because it's the easiest thing to do, I'm going to give you their Instagram. It is Luke George Art. So L U K E J. Fucking hell. I always fuck this up. Every, I think every single plug, the spelling of it, I fucked up. So sorry. Uh, I told myself I wouldn't say sorry. I fucked up. Right, here we go. L U K E G E O R G E A R T. All one word, the, the name Luke, no spaces, the name George, no spaces, the word art. Luke George Art. Fucking, we did it. Woo! So he is an amazing artist, uh, but predominantly what he does these days is digital art. You know, like those motherfuckers, you know when you see like someone on a Mac, right? And they're so fucking super Mac, like they bloody love Mac. They don't even use a mouse or a keyboard. They're one of those motherfuckers that has that like pen and the board. And you're like, what are they doing? How are they using that as a Mac? Like they're like super fucking Mac users, like real shit. He's one of those guys. So he's always using his little pen instead of a mouse. And he makes digital art and his stuff is pretty naughty. Uh, and it even it says, so send him, a, send him a follow. He's got an Etsy website. That's like a shop, I think, on his on his Instagram bio. And it even says available for commissions. So if you've got a wad of cash and you want a fucking super duper bit of art, hit my boy up. All right, that's the plug of the week. Uh, it's coming up to midday here. Um, I need to sort out what I'm going to have for, for lunch. Um, send me a DM if you want to let me know what I should eat. Uh, just as a reminder, my Instagram is wasabi.podcast, wasabi.podcast. Um, it's only, I've only really started using it recently, um, uh, but I'm going to start sending funny shit on there and uh, responding to any requests via the DMs. Uh, I'm rambling. Have a lovely day. Sleep. Bath time. Uh, maybe you, maybe you're petting your kid, taking your kid for a walk. Maybe you're uh, going for a drive with the dog. Maybe you're uh, having an ice cream with your neighbour. Maybe you're, uh, I don't know, in the in the paddling pool with your auntie. Whatever you're doing, make sure it's fun and consensual. Bye. <laughs>